What? What was Bach's favorite fruit? Hmm. I don't know. Banana. Oh no. Helpless. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Inverus podcast. Inverus! Yep. Just trying That's to be us. really excited about um, the show. It's what I do best. <laughs> I mean, do you have to try? <laughs> no, I don't actually. It's very easy, but I thought I should portray it more. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm trying to be sensible and business like and professional That's here, Callum. Um, yeah, speaking of business like and professional. Welcome, everybody. Hello! Um, if you haven't been here before, uh, we just talk about a random topic every week. Um, this week, what are we talking about? Music. The making of. Ooh. Also thrown in every week, we drink a drink of the week and rate it at the end of the show. Um, yep. Oh, this week, what, <laughs> we're drinking something that looks quite scary. It's not scary. I've had this one before. Normally, I go for things that I haven't, but I've had this before um, because I bought it by accident as a gift for someone else. And when the bottle arrived and I looked at it, I was like, I need to get this for myself and try it because it's very strange. Um, this season of podcasts, uh, we are going for weird drinks that we maybe haven't tried before. Sometimes yeah. we do alcoholic ones, sometimes we don't. This week... It's a very alcoholic beverage. It is. Um, um, I'm glad there's not an awful lot of it. Yeah, it's just a bottle. Just a bottle of beer. Um, and this beer is called Samaklaus, which is an Austrian beer, and it's an extra strong beer. Uh, I do actually know the technical name for this kind of beer. It's um, uh, called a Doppelbock. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Now, yeah. Bock is a style of beer... Uh, I think originating from Munich, um, but obviously this is an Austrian one. Um, Doppelbox, like the extra strong version. Um, um, apparently there was a myth that it was it started because the monks that brewed it needed liquid bread for fasting days. Okay, but historians have come out and said that that's not true. It was Aww. basically brewed by monks too supplement their vegetarian diet okay i'm not really sure like because i know like with the likes of guinness that's a stout a lot of people would recommend that you drink that if you're in poor health because it's mm -hmm. a meal in a glass you know and i think this is the same kind of idea um it's as i said it's very strong <laughs> it's 14 percent. it's beer 14 percent, and it's 14 percent beer um, um so I've got plenty yeah. of water with me too. So we'll see it has a very goes. malty aroma. Cool. I'm going to take a sip because I did open yeah, the bottle. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to do it. Um... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's not what I expected at all. Nope. That is that is that is strange. That's that's why I suggested it because it's very odd. Um, I okay. really really like it. I think I like it. I'll I'll know by the end for sure. 
I might not know by the end. I don't know. I haven't been drinking a lot recently, so I might just yeah. like have this <laughs> and just be puggled. So this podcast might be a little waffly halfway through, depending on my state. Maybe. I mean, I'm tired anyway. Um, we usually kick off by just discussing what we've been up to this week. Um, and if anything interesting has happened just before we dive into the topic, because last season, if you go back and listen to <clears throat> our first 12 episodes, it's mostly off topic rambling. It's um, very off topic rambling. Um, we just talk nonsense anyway, when we're talking <laughs> about the subject, but at least the nonsense is about the topic that we have chosen for that week. Yeah, <laughs> Instead of um, like, sometimes we talk and then there's a tangent. We like to get all the tangents out of the way right at the start. Sometimes we have little tangents, but that's okay, in my opinion. For sure, for sure. Um, it's it's actually quite funny. Uh, I was talking to a friend about it, and um, obviously we're slightly more structured this time around. Um, yeah, yeah, for but sure. But last time around, it was very heavily edited. <laughs> yeah. And this time around, I'm literally just slapping the music in and going, right, there we go, out to the world. So I mean, um, unless we say something that we don't like, yeah. Like in hindsight, we think about it. Go, mm, maybe I don't want to put that on the internet. I did put that Kermit the Frog is a Satanist out in the internet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the week before last, oh. um, and I didn't edit that out. So that goes to show you, like, the lengths I would need to go to. Yeah. To go, oh, maybe no. I need out. to put mooing sounds over this one. <laughs> <laughs> like I did uh, last week. Um. So yeah, how are you? What have you What have you done this week? What have you? done anything interesting um, i've had a week off work i've had a week off work uh, my partner has a week off work and it's the summer holidays so the eldest is off school uh and yeah it's been really nice we've spent loads of time as a family uh which has been lovely i went to a friend's birthday party last weekend saturday i keep losing track of days see when you don't have work to tether you in the, yeah. the real world <laughs> You're like, what's today? Is it Wednesday? It's like that bit between Christmas and, and New Year where you're not even sure whether it's the afternoon or the morning, what day it is, any of that stuff. Um, but it's been great. Um, as I said, I went to a friend's birthday party. It was a barbecue in their garden and it was such a hot day. It was far too hot. It was lovely. Lovely to see some of these people I haven't seen in some of these people I haven't seen in over a decade, you know? Oof. So that was that was a cool party. Um and then Monday, we spent a lot of time with Stuart's family. Um, Stuart's my partner, <laughs> just for context. Uh, and Tuesday, we went to, there's a place in Loch Winnock called Castle Semple Loch, um, which is basically a big lake. Loch is like the Scottish word for lake. Um, but they have a lot of really cool walks. It's part of uh, the Clydemuir Shield Country Park, uh, which is massive. It spans like miles and miles of of nature. Um, so we went a big walk. We went to the top of this huge hill, looked out over um, Castle Semple Loch, and oh, nice. it was just gorgeous because uh, oh, it wasn't too hot on Tuesday. So it was still dry, but it wasn't too hot. Like it has been. It's been hot here for weeks and weeks and hot? weeks it's still warm okay but it's below 20 degrees so we're yeah. back into normal scottish summer territory rather than every day is like 20 degrees and you're melting because you're not used to it and your house doesn't have 
air conditioning and the walls were built to keep the heat it's bad it's so bad like it's fine i actually enjoy it when it happens for like four or five days of nice weather mm. like that um but see as soon as you you go over a week i'm done i'm just like please rain Aww. please stop well we've just had um, a couple days of rain which has been <laughs> i mean well needed for some of the the wildlife um i know for sure uh some of the salmon couldn't actually get up the river because the the water level was too low. Um, so the rain kind of came just in time for them to not die because what they do is they change from being uh, saltwater-based yeah, to, to freshwater-based. Fresh so they biologically go through that change and like their filtering system changes. Um, but if it changes and they're still in saltwater, they just die. They die. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like, I mean, I've, I've been enjoying the heat, uh, being out doing some climbing and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, but you, you're out in the water and things, like... Yes, being able and to the, just the take water a isn't hot now, just no. because it's hot outside, the water is not hot. So that's actually quite cooling and refreshing, mm -hmm. being out in the... Mm -hmm. And especially if you're in the cold, cold water and you come up and it's warm, that must be nice. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, um especially when, like, there's there's been a few times where you're kind of just, like, floating around in the sea and uh it, you like even though it's a really hot day because the water temperature is so cold because it is it's flipping cold um you start to get cold and then when you climb out and then the sun just like the heat of the air just hits you you're like whoa mm. it's so hot yeah yeah it's good if you're in the water yes not so good if you're not in the water i know like you know what you were saying about the salmon um apparently like when it's hot like this and i don't i don't understand because i'm not a scientist <laughs> and i haven't looked it up because i'm lazy but there was a whole bunch of uh, brown trout in the river near my house mm -hmm. uh, that had died and they were just floating in the water and people were like oh my god it's chemicals but apparently it's to do with the heat causes less oxygen to be in the water all right something like that i don't know someone listening maybe could explain it uh, i would be very grateful and if you can explain it please leave us a comment either on our soundcloud uh or on our Twitter, which is at Inverus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had a whole bunch of dead brown trout in the river. It was very, very spooky. Um, especially since the river that I'm talking about near my house, it's in this sort of... It's called the Daft Glen, and it runs down near my house, um, and it's in the woods, and it's like a kind of witchy forest-feeling place. <laughs> so, you know, you're walking through, and you're like, oh, it's a kind of spooky woods and then you see a bunch of dead fish you're like hmm hmm maybe this place is cursed oh. <laughs> it's not it's Aww. not cursed it's beautiful Aww. i love it there but yeah very sad um and hopefully with the weather cooling less fish will die yeah um it's almost as if you know the the sort of ecosystem is used to a way of the weather being um yeah. Used to a wee bit of, you know, moisture here and there. Well, the thing is, like, I've heard, obviously, I don't want to get into heavy topics again, because we already did our heavy topic episode, which was farming and meat, farming and if meat you want to go back yeah. and listen. We, we, you know, we discussed a lot of heavy things, but, like, I've heard people, like, in my, in my work and things, and then, you know, just day-to-day -day in shops, small talk that people have in the hairdressers, for example with other customers people saying that oh you know global warming won't be too bad for scotland because it means oh we'll get nice summer weather and i'm like well 
Ah. Yeah, that might be nice for you and your tan, but not for it's the no, planet. It's yeah. Uh, like if you if you even just locally like oh there's a bunch of dead brown trout because of global warming you know um it's not just the fish that it impacts it's like all sorts of different things like as you're saying it, it has a huge ecological impact mm-hmm. um our ecosystem the ecosystem can't cope with something that's suddenly very different um and that's why it's bad because the fish are dying i mean if the fish are all dead you can't eat fish. That's true. You know? And fish are one of the few joys in life that, uh, you know, I say few joys, there's plenty of joys in life, but fish are one Tons of the of joys, joys of life, is what I meant to say. <laughs> they are. I, I love eating fish. Fish is, like, actually a very tasty meal. Mm, and good for I'm a big you. Big seafood fan. Yeah, yeah. So good for you. Eat your fish, guys. Eat your fish. Unless you're a vegetarian or a vegan. Then in which don't. case, don't eat fish. Yeah. We don't judge. <laughs> You're no, probably doing a slightly care. better job than us, to be honest. You do you. Oh. You're probably healthier than I am. Speaking of health. Yes. Music is the key to healthy... I'm trying so hard to get this segue. I mean, it never works. We've oh. never managed... Well, maybe once. I don't know. I can't remember ever, like, segueing into our actual topic from what we were talking about before. I, f- I feel like one day, eventually, if I just say, speaking of the last thing I said, and then the thing we're going to talk about, eventually it has It'll to fit. just work. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. But I actually do feel like music is an important part of your emotional well-being and your mental well-being. Oh, 100%. Um, I can't imagine my life without music. Um, I can't remember especially as was, a teenager. Um, Can you imagine being a oh. teenager and not being able to listen to music? How are you going to get through all those ups and downs? How like, are you going to get through anything? Like honestly, I can't imagine how people, you know, before the introduction of MP3 players and headphones and Walkmans and I mean, I guess your your tape Walkman or whatever. Um, but before that, how teenagers coped with like traveling blaster. from places to place <laughs> because Ghetto damn blaster. <laughs> Oh. You know, in like those '90s shows where they walk around, or oh, '80s yeah. even, they walk around with the the big like portable thing, because that's what portable was back then. It was the big like ghetto blasters with the the batteries in and the big speakers, and you'd walk around carrying that. Like, um, I don't actually know how common that was, <laughs> but I suppose that's why like um, nightclubs and stuff are important, and then yeah. Obviously, like these days, I don't know what it was like back in the eighties because I wasn't alive until the last like six months of the eighties. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't often go to a nightclub and go, "Oh, you know, I'm here to listen to the tunes." You mostly just feel the beat, and the beat compels you to dance. <laughs> in my experience, anyway. But um, yeah. I think like little music clubs and things in the past must have been so important just to to get that need to listen to music and like vinyls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, people had vinyl players in their houses and gramophones going back further. Yeah, and then you know, obviously, everyone at, you know back in the day, everyone had a piano in their house. That was just the way of things. Yeah, and and people would gather around, and I still love that. Like it's part of why I have a piano. Um, I want to learn to play it better so that when people come over, I can 
do a little impromptu concert. I'm not that's amazing it. at the piano. Um, but that that's why we invite you here, Callum, because you play my piano beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> beautifully is a bit of a stretch, but no, um, you, you are. You're amazingly talented. I can I can fumble through the piano, um, which is which is nice. It's nice to kind of be able to just pick out like a few simple chords and just noodle over the top, which is basically what I do with everything, actually. Mm. <laughs> um, but that's good. Um, I can't remember who I was talking to, but someone said, you know, music has been such like a, a forefront in like family and people lives for basically ever. Um, yeah. Someone was trying to work out why um, like a certain caves were used by cavemen um over other ones and they find now whether or not this is the real reason but they find that all the caves that were inhabited um had really good acoustics mm. compared to like all these like other caves that were of similar sizes but not um had no signs of people like staying there or, or spending time there um which i thought was really interesting so you know people yeah, have been making really music since forever since well, the conception of the human being probably yeah um it's because so cool. like yeah because like um you think about it we sing you know we write songs and, and we use our voices to communicate in a way that isn't like directly required if that makes sense like you know singing for me anyway um especially when i was younger still now just i don't get to do it as often because uh don't want to wake the baby mm. <laughs> but like and even lullabies yeah that's the thing too singing to your baby um it's always been an emotional outlet for me and i'm uh -huh. sure hundreds of other people like why else would they write musicals like people crowding into a theater to listen to somebody sing and getting really emotional about it and crying like it's strange that vibrations, because that's ultimately all it is. Wiggly air. <laughs> wiggly air makes you feel so much emotion. And, 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 like, different kinds of wiggly air make you feel different things. Yes. You know? Major and minor. You know? It's, it's crazy. Varying speeds of wiggly air makes people feel things. Pretty much. It's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, it's like in sports. It's like, um... Plastic biscuit go in net make me feel good, you know. It's it's like that, um, inexplicable human emotion. <laughs> um, and it's totally normal. But when you think about it that way, it's not. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, and I think like for both of us, music has played a huge role in in our lives. Oh, like, hundred percent. Yeah. Your entire thing is music, pretty much. I mean, not entire thing. You do other things. <laughs> Yeah, I know, when I think but... of you, I just go, "Oh yeah, Callum. He 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 does his music, and he's incredibly talented at it." Um, I think a lot of people just associate me with music, which is good. I I I do quite admittedly enjoy being a quote unquote musician, um, and uh, making music is just something that brings me joy. Um, some of it's really bad, some of it's really good, and that's okay. It's the same as creating yeah. anything, though, isn't it? You know. Yeah. I mean, I draw a lot, um, and most of what I draw is trash and bad, and I would never show it to anyone, but um, <laughs> some of it turns out all right, I guess. <laughs> um, no, no, you go, you go. Um, no, I was just going to say that um, you've been starting to, to try and like 
make some more uh, music stuff and play around with yeah my, my confidence has kind of grown a lot of late um i used to when i was a teenager um because i was a little angsty like sort of goth sort of emo sort of i don't know just angst just yeah, the yeah. living embodiment of teenage angst obviously i used to write lyrics all the time but i could never come up with like tunes to go with it um and i never i the only music lessons i ever had was singing lessons so i struggled to play other instruments uh-huh. um i do dabble on guitar a lot more now and i i can play a bit of piano um and i'm working towards feeling confident enough to buy myself a decent bass guitar because i love bass the p bass will be yours one day i will have a p bass um but yeah and i've started doing like acapella stuff Uh, i have a music recording program on my computer and i have a fairly decent microphone i'd like to get a better one but i need to do more research into that and it's going to end up being like it is with computers and me where at the start i knew nothing and then suddenly for a short period of time i become completely obsessed and then i Mm -hmm. I know exactly all the stuff about it just for a short period of time and then i look back at it five years later and i'm like my knowledge is all out of date yes Um, but no, I I, I want to get a decent mic because I've been doing like a lot of acapella stuff with like layering harmonies and um writing my own tunes and stuff as well, which is relatively new to me. Yeah, um, it's exciting. I'm but I excited. think a lot of it's just confidence, you know. It's just having the confidence to put that down there because you maybe you don't know entirely what you're doing, but you're not going to learn unless you try. That's you it. Know? Um, like I wouldn't. Um, like when first lockdown happened, I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to learn how to mix and make good musics and stuff. Uh, I started recording things and just purely out of, um, like, I want to learn to do this thing. Mm. Um, so I'd like just basically start by writing something, um, quickly and recording it. And it turns out that after spending, you know, a month mixing it, it's like the best sounding thing I've ever done. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, when you just go in, like, blind, especially when it comes to... Uh, I mean, audio equipment is just a whole can of worms where you'll get 5,000 different opinions on something at the end of the day. Oh, for sure. It's all... A lot of it is subjective. Oh, know? yeah. Um, but uh, when it when it comes to, like, just the, the software side of stuff, it gets very confusing very fast when you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yes, um, for sure. Um, I still don't know what I'm doing, but I know more, so I'm slightly better at it. That's um. <laughs> well, yeah, practice makes perfect. And as as I drew that comparison of like taking apart computers and things, a lot of that is trial and error, and a lot mm. of this stuff. If you, if you don't know what you're doing, like as I said, the only music lesson I've ever had in my entire life is singing, which is why I really struggle to read music. Like I can sight read singing sheets very easily like i i can look at that somebody can hand me a song i don't know and maybe within five minutes i'll have my head kind of sort of around the melody mm-hmm. um i miss read notes sometimes <laughs> who doesn't like and i don't have perfect pitch either um but it's why like see when it comes to reading music for a piano say where i have two hands doing two different things reading two lines of music at once for me is just so hard and I have super respect 
for people who are like very good at piano because I'm just like it's super confusing it takes me like 20 minutes to get a bar right on the piano but I think it's just because I'm not used to doing two things at once mm -hmm. and ultimately that is what piano is uh, and I think it's just a case of getting used to it <laughs> oh, I know but it's, a, it's a hard thing to do like so my my left and right hand separation is actually pretty bad when it comes to yeah, piano. Yeah. Um, I find it really difficult uh, to do a, a lot of like even just like the basic like boom jigsa boom jigsa on the left mm -hmm. hand and do a melody over yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. My left hand will start like playing only when my right hand plays and things like that. It's like, oh, yeah. this is so hard. Um, I tend to stick on piano to like slow sad tunes. Like uh, I'm currently working on uh the piano version of sadness and sorrow from naruto <laughs> because it's relatively slow <laughs> anything fast i'm like oh no god please no i can't it scares me um maybe one day as i said but but like so in terms of general music making i am a complete amateur and i don't know what i'm doing but i'm still trying you know i'm trying to commit my ideas to recording mm -hmm. so that maybe one day I'll be better at it. And it helps that, you know, I have that motivation where me and you do have an ongoing music project. Yes. One day. One day we'll, we will release the, the musical project upon the world. We will. Uh, it will happen. It'll be great. When we're um, not busy. <laughs> that's but, the like, other thing. It helps to motivate me um, because I want to get better for, for that so that I can put a real amount of effort in. And it's not, I don't just feel like it's, Oh, it's music stuff. Callum will deal with it, <laughs> which is generally how it goes with me and you. Oh, um, sometimes I write lyrics. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you're really good. Like that's that's where I like my my downfall is lyric writing. I find that like, I mean, I can I can cobble together some rhymes that are like kind of nonsense and fun, but like I can't. I find it really difficult to write an actual serious song. Um, yeah, something that blends together and and works with a theme and makes sense. <laughs> like, yes, it's that really is tricky. hard. Um, whereas, Especially when you're trying to make it sound good, yeah. like the words sound nice together. Um, whereas, like, um, every song that I have ever written has started off with either like um chords first, or like a wee like guitar hook thing that I came up with, or just like a little <laughs> yeah. tune thing that I've done. Okay, and then I'll build an entire song without doing any like lyrics or vocals or anything um and then sit there for like hours listening to it going no 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 don't like it da 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 no. uh, don't like it <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it's also coming up with a vocal melody that goes with the backing music yeah because it isn't always the same <laughs> you know like the vocal melody is like an additional melody on top of the other melodies if that makes sense yes um, it's, it's all it's all interwoven and it's it's special um i do have a question for you Kevin. okay yes what inspires you like where do you draw inspiration from is that like a, a purposeful process do you go oh, i'm gonna listen to this kind of music today because i want to write this kind of song or is it something that just slaps you in the face when you least expect it so i actually answered this um like a few weeks ago um, so I have almost an answer. Ooh. Um, so a lot of the time, um, like anything that I like, 
I actually do that come becomes something as an end product is usually something that pops into my head in the shower. But more and more recently, um, the more time I'm outside and the more time I'm just kind of in about like nature and things like that, I sit and I like I'll like take a second, close my eyes, and like just listen to the world, and then I go, ah, I want to write something that makes this feeling, and then basically. Um, I will go home and I will brute force um, ideas. So I will sit there um, with like, I'll, I'll turn off all the recording stuff. Literally just either like grab a guitar or sit at the piano or whatever. And just like play like nothing for, um, well, I'll obviously play something, but nothing of consequence for like a couple hours. And then eventually something will just fall out of those yeah, things yeah. i'll find a, a, an idea or a line or something that'll go oh this is this is cool this is cool and then i'll build stuff around that um so i guess my pretentious artist answer is i draw my inspiration from from the nature and the world around me well. um but my serious answer is most of the time when I get super inspired, it's at a really inconvenient moment, um, usually in the yeah, shower, yeah, yeah, yeah. where I can't that's what record I my idea. <laughs> For me, it's like the worst is because, and this is genuinely why I think it is, it used to be on the commute. So when I was commuting to work in the morning and in the evening, because I had music on, I would get inspiration not to write a song the same way, but it's mostly like you're saying, like, I want to make something that feels that way. Yeah. So if I'm listening to music, I tend to get tons of inspiration, particularly for like lyrics or drawings and art or that kind of thing. Um, so I, and that was fine because I was on the commute. I could write it down on my phone. And even if I forgot it was there, which is a huge problem for me, I write <laughs> things down and then I forget where I put them. Um, I would stumble across it maybe a month later and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great, and then write it down properly on and, and my computer and remember that it was there. Um, but the problem I have recently is that I'm working from home, so I have music on, and I will be working on something really urgent or something really important, and then my brain will go, oh, my God, I have an idea, and I can't write it down because I'm working, um, and I'm not getting paid to write song ideas down or lyrics down on a bit of paper. Not like yet. sometimes I <laughs> some well, maybe one day, maybe. Uh, living the dream. But no, um so if I'm lucky, what'll happen is that that'll happen and then it'll be lunch. And I can quickly just like scribble it down somewhere. Um but I tend to find that most of my ideas come to me when I am feeling emotionally like i don't know an emotional spark from another medium that i'm listening to mm -hmm. um sometimes it happens in the middle of the night like i'll have a dream about something and then i'll be like oh, oh god like i need to write that down right right now and then it's like 4 a.m and then i can't get back to sleep um yeah um it's always but, like... but i would say that inspiration never comes to me when it's convenient inspiration always just hits me like a ton of bricks when it's just gonna be a nightmare <laughs> like yeah. the worst part is when you forget ideas and you know you've forgotten an idea you know you had an idea earlier but you can't think of what it was that's oh, annoying that's really annoying the ones that get away i hate those yeah 
and it's usually really good ones as well um i think recently i've been trying to force myself to just write um mm, like songs and i stuff think it's a good because, habit to get into um yes it means right now i am writing a lot of garbage and a lot of it is just trash and garbage but it means once i'm practiced at it um it'll be a lot easier and oh, you're sure. not relying on that like one moment of aha i have had yeah. some dis- uh, divine inspiration and now i can write the best song in the world um which sometimes happens. I mean, uh, my Talking Toad song um, was literally... I love that song. It's so good. Um, it's for a, the most perfect song. For context, I was in the shower, obviously. And I was just, like, humming to myself. And then I just started, like, free, like, farming lyrics. And I was like, Walking down a road, I saw an ugly toad. He said, hey, how's it going today? And I wrote the whole song in the shower. I, like, stopped my shower halfway through got out came to the room worked out what the chords would be for it and just recorded it and then went back and had the rest of my shower and um maybe i'll stick it on at the end of the podcast um maybe that would be good yeah i'll I'll do that um it's uh and it's really (laughs) it's ridiculous but um that is like a, a a prime example of just like pure inspiration of like mm. i mean it is it's a ridiculously stupid dumb song but um sometimes you know it happens it does happen and sometimes you happen to be in the right place when it happens oh but yeah yeah right place right time you definitely can't rely on it no um that's why like um you know people get like art block and stuff and that applies to music just as much as it does to like drawing or any other kind of art it's Sometimes you just don't feel it and it doesn't happen for you and it mm-hmm. sucks. Um I have another question. Okay. Like do you have a particular artist right now, like a musical artist, who inspires you either to write new stuff or to improve at your skills? Uh I've been listening to a heck of a lot of Jeff Buckley. Mm. Um Yeah, yeah. And I, I hadn't noticed it. Uh, and, and it was actually until um, I made dad listen to it. I'm working uh, on, on like an album or EP thing just now. And dad was like, oh, I'm going to listen to it. I'm like, all right, cool. So we sat in here and listened to it. And he was like, ah, oh, there's quite a lot of like Jeff Buckley stuff in there. And it wasn't like, I wasn't listening to Jeff Buckley to go like, ah, I want to sound like Jeff Buckley. Um, I mean, if, if I could like actually sound like, Je- be Jeff Buckley. Not now, obviously, because he's dead. But um. Yeah, that'd be great. But um, obviously, I don't want to sound like Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley sounded like Jeff Buckley. But um, what I find that like when you're listening to stuff, it does just naturally seep through. Um, and I think I tend to be drawn to if I'm feeling a particular style. Um, and I listen to it a lot. Like I'm listening to a lot of Jeff Buckley. Um, I I I think I lean towards to listening to more things that I want to write like. I think. It's a really hard way of explaining it, but I think this beer. No, is no, I, I think that makes sense. <laughs> I do think that makes sense. Um, for me, like, um, obviously this ties into what I said in the first episode of this this series of the podcast is that over the pandemic I started playing a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen, mm-hmm. and the music in that game's incredible. 
Oh, it's but, phenomenal. Like, insanely good. And there's a band comprised of the music producer. I think he's just the sound producer. Like, he does all the sound effects as well as all of the music composition. Uh, Masayoshi Soken, his name is. Um, but him and the English localization lead, <laughs> uh, Michael Christopher Michael Koji Fox, they're in a band together called The Primals. Uh, and they got Gunn, who's a, a guitarist, um, to join them. And I think his name is EY. I can't remember his first name, but he's the bassist. Uh, and then a guy on drums. I'm really sorry. I forgot his name. Oh. I could Google it, but I'm not going to uh, because I'm lazy. Poor drummers. <laughs> drummers never oh. get the attention. Well, you say that, but uh, Joey Jordison died recently and oh, he no. was my absolute favorite oh. drummer of all time. Like, I loved him. Still still dead, like, right up until yesterday. Yeah. Fantastic. What a drummer. But anyway, getting back to the point. Um, yeah, so, I, so I've been listening to a lot of the primals because that's the name of the, the band that Masayoshi Soken made for... I think primarily it was to do with the fact that Final Fantasy has these fan fests that uh -huh. last a couple days. Um, and day one, they do like a piano performance, um, which is insane and so good. Um, but then day two, it's like this band comes out and they play rock versions of all of the major pieces of music oh, in the so game. Good. So good. And it's insane. And it's gotten to the point where some of their songs are just in the game as like dungeon music. And it's crazy. But listening to that has kind of, like, it, it, it's been inspiration for me to improve uh -huh. um, and actually practice. Like, I've been doing practice and I, I suck at practice. Like, I suck at coming home and, and going, oh, you know, I've had a long day, but I need to practice every night, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you want to improve, you have to be consistently practicing every day, like at least half an hour every day, you know? That's um, it. Um, have so you it's got not a even that decent practice mm -hmm. routine, um, or that you've like been trying to actually stick to. Or... Um, kinda. I've been trying to do basically the baby goes to bed usually about eight o'clock, um, and the eldest goes to bed at nine, and when the eldest goes to bed at nine, I usually try to get the electric guitar out without the amp, which okay, sucks because yeah, yeah. like. You know, but it's still practice, and it's better than nothing. Mm -hmm. um, because it's quiet, and it won't wake the baby up. <laughs> um, but and I've been I've been practicing bass lines on my my just normal guitar because I don't have a bass guitar, <laughs> and it's really sad. But um, I think I think that's another kind of inspiration that I think is really important. Because um, obviously, with you, it's like you're listening to Jeff Buckley and it's inspiring you to make music and that's incredible. But for me, it's like, it takes me being inspired by somebody else to actually even practice. Yeah. Um, um, and I... it's actually something I think is very valuable about uh, To Set Violin, the, the YouTube oh, yeah, channel. Yeah. Random, random, random um, name drop there, but they're very good for, I think, inspiring young people to practice, like, the 100%. whole Ling Ling Four Errors. Like, it's a joke, but, you know, 
People will do if anything for the meme. Yeah, exactly. It's, if, if young people are being inspired to practice every day and improve at their art because of a dumb joke on the internet, that's a good joke. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm 100%, into that. 100%. Um, I was very fortunate. Um, I think uh, I must have been like 16 in the summer holidays. Um, and I spent the entire summer holiday here. I'm actually in this very room in Inverus Ooh. HQ. I spent every day, eight hours a day, playing guitar. Yeah. For the whole summer holidays. And, you know, it wasn't like, I mean, I did, I went outside and did stuff as well. Like, you know, obviously took breaks, but. Um, it, it was that that year. It was kind of the only year, but the first year that we we hadn't really, um, mum and dad wouldn't actually say, right, go out and do this or thing. You know, cause sort of managing my time. I would just be, mm. I'd wake up, I'd have breakfast, um, I'd go in my room, I'd play guitar, um, I'd have lunch, go outside for a bit, come back in, play guitar. And I did that for and honestly, however long the summer holidays, in seven weeks or something like that at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And that seven-week period is probably the most I've ever improved at anything in yeah. my lifetime, um, which is really interesting. I was talking to a guy I work with, Francois. Well, no, Francois, if you're listening, hey. Um, he's French. Uh, but um, Francois? Francois. Um, but um, yeah, he was saying, yeah, but that's kind of like, it's really interesting that I said that because... Um, when you're 16, that's when your brain's doing all this like development growth stuff and you're growing into yourself. Um, where most kind of 16-year-olds will go out and like their world will expand by being out in the world doing stuff, um, being outside. Or, um, you know, especially, especially, like, um, especially here, like most of the kids, um, almost my friends that were out in like the woods and back, um, and spending their entire summers together doing stuff. And I spent my entire summer by myself in isolation. Then I kind of grew and expanded my own world in the confines of one room, which is... I'm sure there's some big psychological study on something like that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not delve too deep into it. Um, but yeah, so practice does make you improve quite substantially, especially if it's mm. consistent. Um, now, I'm not saying go spend seven weeks, eight hours a day um, no. playing bass lines. That's just probably not you need, the you healthiest need to take thing to do. As I said, at least half an hour. and Half an hour, maybe two hours tops, I would say a day. Because the thing is, like, I, I, I try and force myself to do half an hour because for me, and I think for every single person who has a thing that they want to practice, but they also have other things they want to do, it's that whole thing where you're sitting there going, I can't be bothered, I can't be bothered, I can't be bothered. But see, once you start doing it and you're having fun, mm -hmm. like sometimes that half hour ends up being, oh, shit, it's like midnight. <laughs> Oops, I should be in bed. I have work in the morning, you know? Um, and, and that's the thing is that practice isn't just work, it's also fun. Um. But yeah, it, it, this is a tangent, but it's weird you were saying that about, you know, at that age, your, your whole world expands. Like, for me, um, my summer holidays when I was 16, I was doing, like, pace fests, you know, like, drama, uh -huh. and getting really, really into it and loving it. And the thing is, I still love drama, and I would still act now if I had the chance, but mm. I have two kids and a job, like, 
Um, and I will one day probably go back to it on an amateur level, but um, yeah, for me, like I think the most development I ever got in my life was going to my youth year in the summer um, and spending time with those people and and because the whole thing with drama is that I actually think that that's helped improved me as a performer. So it isn't just about like acting. It does tie into music in the sense that I sang on stage for the first mm. time, you know, at, at a pace fest. Um, and I was very, very, I discussed this in, in the last episode we did about music, but I was very shy of my singing voice. I didn't want anybody to hear it because I felt like when I was acting on stage, I was being somebody else, but my voice is me, you know? Yeah. That's like a really raw emotional part of myself that was reserved for my bedroom when I was feeling really angsty, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to show that to the world, but I got the confidence to do that because I was going to drama. Um, and I probably wouldn't have the confidence to go, hey, Callum, do you want to write a song, you know? If, if I hadn't been through that experience. Yeah. Um, but I think the moral of the story is just push yourself. If you want to do it, try 100%. it. A hundred percent. I mean, this this is less about music, but um, I, I guess it's it's applicable. Um, we're talking about um, your like comfort levels. Um, or mm -hmm. we're talking we're talking about climbing and pushing your climbing grades and stuff. And I think um, like the the idea is you don't go and push your grade to something stupidly hard that you're going to get stuck on or hurt yourself on. Mm -hmm. You you increase your comfort level by pushing your bubble just a little bit. So your bubble can yeah, expand yeah. just little bits here and there until your comfort zone is just a lot bigger. Um, and is, I suppose it's the same with any sort of performance or, you know, even, even recording. Um, I've, I find that, like, I, I'm a much better musician when I'm performing than I am when I'm recording. It take, when I'm recording something, it takes me way too many takes to to actually oh, yeah, for sure. um, get something right um whereas i can like i can not record it play it like nail it first time i can play it in front of people nail it first time but i cannot um record <laughs> it which is really it's really annoying <laughs> do you know i know exactly what you're talking about because for a wee while uh when i first got my piano i was recording myself playing Fallen Down from Undertale over and over and over again mm -hmm. because I wanted to hear... Because when you're playing something, yeah, you can hear it, right? But you're not really paying attention to the performance aspect uh -huh. of it unless you listen back to what you've done. So I was recording myself over and over and over playing this this tune from Undertale. Um, and I, I, like, I practiced playing it, could play it perfect. See, as soon as I hit record, nah couldn't do it don't know why and it took me like 14 attempts to get it like right once mm -hmm. which is crazy because i was doing it right every single time when i wasn't recording and i don't know why that happens um, like I, the, the part of it um I, I there's kind of like i've got kind of two theories on this one is which i think applies to most people is that the the idea that um you've got the thing that like, i have to get it all right at this like one moment um whereas when you're playing it if you make a mistake you can either just quickly go back and redo it or 
carry on and not not worry about it when you're not recording. When you're recording, you're like, oh, I need to do it perfectly this time. And then my other um, theory, which applies to me a lot more, is mm. um, if I'm recording something, I know if I make a mistake, I can just do it again. So I'll what what I should do when I record, and this is this is something I'm really trying to force myself to do, but it never works. Is I'll record something, and what I should do is record it. If I make a mistake, carry on, and then just redo the bit that I've messed up. But what I do is I could be recording like a four minute like bit, like a guitar track, for example. Mess up at like three minutes twenty nine. I'll stop no, it, delete Callum. the whole thing, and do it all again. Do you know why I hate that? Because I do that. I can't. <laughs> I can't just like, you know. Oh, just pick up where you left off. It's because I. I don't know. I think see when you're recording something, it feels different to performing it. It feels entirely different, mm. and I want to get it perfect, and I want to do a whole straight run through the first time. Um. Even though with recording, you can just literally edit that bit. <laughs> you could just take that bit out and replace it with the bit that's right. Nope. No one will notice. Not me. But you'll know you'll that know. you didn't do it. And actually, uh, <laughs> I'm really Especially, annoyed about see, it. Especially, see, if, if you're recording something that you intend to perform in the future, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I have this whole thing in the back of my head where I'm just like, no, but I want it to sound as close to the performance mm. as possible like a perfect version of what the performance will be. And I can't do that if I'm editing it. Um, so, um, But that's like a personal preference, yeah. obviously. Recently, um, we recorded a song for um, for my uncle Nielsen. He, he does a lot of music stuff. Um, I do a lot of guitar work for him. He's another um, very talented person. Another Check talented his person. music Check out. his music. Nyosa, that's N-E-O-S-A. Um, yeah. But uh, we haven't released this one yet. But Ooh. There's a there's a guitar solo in it, and when we were recording it, I couldn't do it. So what? <laughs> we slowed the track down by like fifty percent, and then I did it, <laughs> and then we sped the whole thing up. Oh um, my god! Which, like, if you're listening to it, you wouldn't know, but I know that I've done it. And the worst part is, so we've um with like restrictions being lighter and stuff we've started rehearsing again we've got gigs coming up mm. um top gun says gigs coming up as well which i'm really excited about it's gonna be great top gun um but uh the, the thing that annoys me the most is we we practiced it the other day and i just like beasted it i i hadn't played this in months so i recorded it months ago um i hadn't played it in months i actually kind of forgot um that we were doing that song um, and at rehearsal, kind of like, I was like, oh, yeah, this one, this one. Cool, cool, cool. And then I just did the bit, like, full speed. Um, I think we're going slightly faster than the track as well. Um, and just nailed it. And I was like, come on. Come on. Why why couldn't I have done this? Why? Like, months exactly. after practicing it. I hadn't practiced it and I could do it. It's just, it's one of those things. Um, and I would love for someone to do an in-depth psychological study on musicians. Like, just for these things, because a lot of this is really inexplicable. Like, sometimes that's just how it is. Yeah, 100%. For no reason. Um, I also wonder if the, like, I mean, it makes sense, like, live. Obviously, you can get away with, uh, uh, like, mistakes and stuff live. 
But um, I'm wondering if part of that is uh, you going, well, I can't go back and redo it. Yeah, so yeah. you just like you just do it. You um, adjust, yeah, yeah. Whereas when you're recording and even when you're practicing, you can go back and just redo it a infinite amount of times, um, mm. unless you're paying for the studio. Then, uh, cool. then it's much better if you just get it right first. Time is money. <laughs> Time is money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I guess it is what it is. Yeah. To be fair, that's a decent attitude to take with most things in life, not just mm. music. So just roll with the punches. What would you rate? I can't. Even, I can't even say it. <laughs> Sam Klaus. Sam Klaus. Which another uh, fact about this beer that I actually forgot to mention is it's only brewed like once a year. I think uh, it's only December the 9th 6th. of December. The sixth. Okay. So it's Saint Nicholas's sixth. Day. Obviously, it translates uh, to Santa Claus, um, yes. for those who didn't guess that. Which which kind of ties into my review of this, actually. Okay. Um, I've had this beer twice before now, um, and every time I've had it, it just makes me feel like it would it's something that I would drink at Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a warm, it's better for winter, I would say. It's, it's a winter beer, um, because it's really hearty. It's really sweet, actually reminiscent of mead, but heavier, like it's a, a big, heavy, heavy mead. mead. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, so it's very sweet. It's malty. It's it's kind of filling the way that a stout would be. Uh, I give it like a eight out of ten. I would say I really like it. it. Isn't something I would drink regularly. As I said, it's a special occasion beer. That's that's what this is. Oh yes, um, I would give it. I think I'd give it a seven point five. Um, it's a little bit on the sweet side for me, um, mm. but it's it's very nice. I've still got some left, actually. I'm just gonna. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's it's a little bit sweet for me, um, and I regret eating a lot before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, it's forty percent. I mean, you say that, full. but no um, exactly you say that but i think if you had had this on an empty stomach you would be reeling like yes yeah. um Ooh. but i think overall it's Packs pretty nice and yeah you've hit the nail on the head i would drink this at christmas time this would be like i think i will get this as my christmas beer every every year we get a christmas beer just um to have while like, preparing dinner and stuff i'm getting this as my christmas beer because this is darn it's festive very festive yeah. and it's very strong very strong. Um, and you want to be merry at Christmas. Oh, That's 100%. Why do 100%. they say merry Christmas if you don't got to be merry? Um, I'm just going to check what next week's drink is. Uh, next week, we are drinking Pokari Sweat. Woohoo! Which is a, Jap it's a Japanese drink. It's available on the Japan Center. So if you are listening to next week's podcast uh, and, and you've heard this in advance... You can buy that and drink along with us. Um, it's non-alcoholic. I think it's an energy drink. I'd, it's, it's not like an energy drink in the sense that it will make you buzzing. No, I think it's, it's supposed like one of to be those, something like, you drink when you're sweating. Hence like the name. Like an isotonic type drink. I don't actually yes. remember if it is isotonic or not, but it's like um, like the Lucozade Sport equivalent of yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I guess non-colored. Um, 
As I said, we're, we're going weird and we're going eclectic this we're season. De definitely 100%. Slightly out there with the drinks, which I'm enjoying. Oh, yeah. Things you wouldn't pick up normally. Um, but yeah, so, and we will be discussing travel. Ooh, this will be travel. exciting. Um, Exotic lands. Something we can't really do right now. No. Um, so we're going to live vicariously through the podcast. Isn't that how we should live anyway? Yeah. You too can live vicariously through this podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh. Feel free to follow us on Twitter. Check out the Facebook group. Um, I'm actually really bad at posting to the Facebook. I'm very sorry. Facebook's um, just a bad website. It is just bad. I don't actually no have offense. it on my phone. Well, no offense, Facebook. Offense. Um, I don't like Facebook. Yeah, if you want to see... um, Oh, actually, if you want to listen to music that we have done, um, you can listen to the Inverus, the Moosack album. That's M-O-O-S-A-C, I think. Callum named this album. I didn't. It's available everywhere. Like You can get it on YouTube. You can get it on SoundCloud. I don't know. No, not on SoundCloud, I don't think. Um, Not on SoundCloud. But uh, uh, on Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, wherever you want. Um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. If you can't find it there, just ask me. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll send you just raw files. Why not? I wouldn't say it's the best example of the kinds of music that we make. 100% no. But there are some <laughs> really good moments on it. Um, uh, it was fitting for the first season of the podcast for each individual episode. Definitely. Um, and especially check out sports because it's the best sports one. Sports is the best one. Um, I'm actually, the more I listen to it, I have been listening to it quite a lot um, just to kind of critique myself, which I, for some reason, enjoy doing. Um, I've been really enjoying the anime one. It's like almost lo-fi. The anime one's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can tell, actually... Um, I did that on my phone. All of that was done on my phone. I downloaded like the crappiest um, free music making like <laughs> app, and it just had like a wee keyboard on it, and I just played the notes on it, um, added yeah. the drum thing to it, um, and like just put stacks of reverb on it, and that that was it. I tell you what, though, it is incredible that we live in an age where music making and publishing is this accessible. 100%. Um, um, and I think that's only a good thing. Like, I remember on the last time we, we were talking about music, we brought up, like, auto-tune and stuff, and mm -hmm. our cousin, Andrew, um, mentioned that, you know, these things make music more accessible. They make publishing music more accessible. Um, and that's only a good thing. Like, creativity is a great thing. And, and the fact that we are humans and we have the ability to do that I mean, yeah, like, there aren't that many great things about humans, in my opinion. Yeah, um, we're, we're pretty You may dire. as well take advantage, exactly. You may as well take advantage of the best thing about being human, which, in my opinion, is creativity. Um, yeah. The ability to express in that way um, and communicate in that way. And I think it's fantastic that these tools exist. It's brilliant. Personally. Um, and with that, I think you should all go forth download do you do you know what you don't even need to just go out go in the shower sing something create music yeah and just be just happy yeah even just listen to music 
let it inspire you in whatever you're doing in your day. Uh, that's my advice. That's I may very have good too advice. much to drink. Me too. I'm, I'm definitely feeling it. Um, if you want to listen yep. to more music and stuff, uh, you can check out my noodling um, Instagram at noodleblame. Um, it's an amazing, amazing time. I do please, not please listen. Um, post enough to there, um, but I will. Um, so please yeah, do tell stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Kabloof. Kabloof! Walking down the road, I saw an ugly toad. I said, hey, how's it going today? I said, hey, that toad, you're not supposed to talk, but I guess it's going good anyway. A talking toad. I've gonna made a best friend. A talking toad. I hope this friendship never ends. A talking toad. Made friends with a talking toad. He said his name was Larry and he drives a Ferrari I said, hey there, toes don't drive He said, come with me, I'm gonna show you the way And he took me for the spin of my life Talking toe Driving fast up the main street Talking toe Serving neighbors with loud beeps Talking toe Driving with a talking toe He said he's got to fight rebels in a land far away. But don't fret, when I win, I'll come back someday. But I haven't seen the talking toads since that day. So I'm waiting here for Larry While I'm driving his Ferrari Waiting for him to take me away Talking toads, please take